Welcome to Let's Get Unraveled, a place where artists from all walks of life come to share their unabridged stories and speak openly and candidly about their creative journeys. We're so happy you're here. Hi everyone, I'm Co Hodges, co-founder and lead instructor at Unraveled Academy, and today I have a very special interview with Bliss Flocare, who is a photographer and body image activist, and I'm really, really excited for this interview. Bliss, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Can you start us off by telling everyone where you are in the world and what work you primarily do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm located in Durham, North Carolina. Um, it's sort of a little liberal bubble in a not so liberal um, state of the South. <laughs> um, and I primarily shoot boudoir and um, weddings or generally people in love. Um, and boudoir is really where I got started with photography. So that's sort of my, uh, my love of photography. How did you get started in that? So I was actually a nude model, uh, freelance model for about 10 years. Um, and I was something that I really enjoyed when I started it gave me a lot of freedom to show people um, nudity in sometimes a sexual way and sometimes not a sexual way. Mm -hmm. um, and to show people that be a naked human body is not a bad thing. Um, and it gave me a platform to really talk to people about that. Um, and it gave me a lot of opportunity to travel um, and then I started a couple years in getting sort of tired of um, mostly being seen through the male gaze, mm -hmm. uh, the straight male gaze. Yes. <laughs> um, and I realizing that that was that had a lot to do with the sexualization of a nude woman. Uh, or a nude person, and that uh, I really wanted to be able to show nudity and to show sexuality and show different types of sexual identities mm -hmm. um, in a different view. I really wanted people to be able to see that through my eyes. Um, so I bought a camera without having any idea how to use it. Mm. Um, I signed up for a photography class and yeah, that was, I, I was really lucky because I had so much, I had this huge community of other uh, models that I knew already. And so it was really easy for me to get started photographing other women who were very comfortable in front of my lens. Sure. Um, so I kind of got to, I, I, that it was a little bit easier for me because I didn't, the direction part didn't come until later. Uh, cause I was working mostly with people who had been doing this for years and who were really comfortable with it. Um, so when you were first starting to document them, did you have a, a primary goal in mind? What was your mission there? Um, I think it, at first it was, I really wanted to show nudity as art. Mm -hmm. 
um, and that it was a valid form of artistic expression. And then uh, later on, it really started turning into, I would have all of these women, and I had women who would come up to me when I was a model and say like, oh, you're so beautiful or brave and you know, I love your work, I wish I could do that. Um, and then when I started photographing women, I, it, it was like tenfold that I had friends and women I had never met before and acquaintances that were saying, I wanna do this. Right. Um, but were scared, they were terrified. Um, and uh, so then my mission sort of became, okay, well, I want to provide a space for women and um, then later non-binary people to come and be vulnerable with me um, because that's really what I feel like, especially boudoir photography is about. It's about this, vulnerability of showing your body, but also showing a little bit of your soul in this way that most people maybe show their intimate sexual partners, but generally they're not really showing that to anyone. Oh my gosh. I love that you said maybe show because isn't that the truth? You know, yeah. it's, it's, I can, I can attest to this, especially in different stages of your life. Um, maybe you've had children um, and even not, I mean, I remember my, my body image uh, was really, really poor as a young girl. And I look back and like, you know, my early teen years even, and just I would look in the mirror and be so disappointed with what I saw. And I feel like what you're mm -hmm. doing is has such is a part of this really positive shift um, that needs to happen. And it's really cool to hear you talk about it. And I know that, you know, the last four years you've been, you know, really focused on spreading this body positivity and awareness, but also wrapped in that is I love that you said the vulnerability piece, but also the the sexual identity piece or the lack thereof, um, and that all of these people have space and it's allowed and it's really beautiful, and giving mm -hmm. that gift to them, I mean, it's just so powerful. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think uh, I, it's a huge gift to me every time someone trusts me to be in that space with them. Yeah. Um, I am a very emotional person. I am a romantic. I love love. I love um, intense feelings, whether it's my birthday is actually on Friday. It's, um, I'm an Aries. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, and so these like really intense, intimate connections that are sort of forced right off the bat with boudoir photography um, it may be a friend it may be someone I've never met before never even seen before and immediately I'm like okay let's let's be raw together right let's let's put all of our fears aside and trust each other to be in this space and um, to really show up for each other right and that's that's really powerful to me to feel that I'm able to provide that for someone and that someone is, is giving me the gift of their trust. 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So how was the, I mean, and I don't know how old you are. Um, so how old are you going to be on your birthday? <laughs> I'm going to be 30. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to be 35 yeah. in June. So we're pretty, uh, our birthdays are kind of close together. Um, yeah. But I feel like, okay, you can kind of attest to this. The, the late 80s, early 90s were a little bit of a rough patch as far as females, um, on the forefront and what we were supposed to look like. And I remember mm -hmm. looking um, at imagery at the time Photoshop was exploding. Um, mm -hmm. All these women were highly airbrushed and, uh, and, and I would look at them and be like, Oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. I have only, if only I could look like that. Um, mm -hmm. Did that play a part in your, um, in your journey as well? Or um, did you struggle with your own body image issues? Um, so I am a pretty small framed person. Um, and I think that generally um, that's looked at as a more ideal body type. But for me growing up, it was really hard not to have these like incredible boobs that like, you know, people, I mean, I have great boobs, but <laughs> you know, not to have these like, you know, something that, um, especially when you're like in middle school and high school, that's all anyone ever wants to talk about. Like that's what yes. the boys want. That's, and, and they might not even necessarily actually like big boobs, but they're being taught by society that that is what they're supposed to want. Right. Um, and so I did, I did struggle a little bit with, um, body image, mostly, just comparing myself to other people and thinking, yeah, like, oh, well, that's what I'm supposed to be. That's what I'm supposed to look like right. to be the um, sort of ultimate appeal to other people. Right. Um, and then uh, I, in my sort of early mid twenties, I decided sort of out of the blue um, that I wanted to work at a strip club and I went in, I auditioned, I worked there. I worked on and off for about five years in sex work. Um, and it completely changed my idea of body image and what people want and what people find sexy Right. Um, it, it was actually one of the most empowering environments I've ever been in because you'll see women of all shapes, all sizes, all skin colors, all, you know, all these totally amazing and completely different women. And they are all using their sexuality in this very powerful way to say like, hey, you want me. And I'm okay with that. Um, wow. And it was, it was really, really powerful to see that from, you know, women who were mothers, mm -hmm. uh, young women, older. I, I mean, it's just, it's just an environment that I don't think there's anything else like it wow. out there. Um, and that really changed my confidence level. Um, it made me feel like I don't have to look like everyone else. Like I, I don't want to look like everyone else because if I find power in the way that I look, 
and the way that I present myself, then that's attractive. Right. Right. And confidence. Confidence. Yeah. Right. Knowing who you are as a person. That's I'm blown, I'm kind of blown away. To be honest with you, it's this is not something that's the normal conversation. Um, and I think that this is a really, really important interview because it's not it's not the norm for most people. And yeah, it's to find the the confidence and the power um, in such a vulnerable space, and to really find yourself in that man. It's just I'm really inspired by you. Um, were you ever, did you ever have any bad experiences? Were you ever, um, was it ever too much, too on display, anything like that? Um, yeah, so it's, um, I think I learned pretty early on that setting boundaries, my own personal boundaries was so important in that line of work. And then I was able to carry that on into my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you don't have your boundaries set in anything, but especially in a place where you are nude and you're in very close proximity with a lot of people. And of course there's drinking usually. um, And so people's um, judgment might not be the, the best um but if you're not sending those boundaries it's really easy to feel taken advantage of right um and uh, i've found that in my especially in my romantic relationships but even in you know familial relationships and work relationships it's so important to have those boundaries that are clear and to communicate them Wow. And so um, I, I didn't really have a whole lot of bad experiences. I mean, not more than I have had bartending or doing any other type of yep. service work. <laughs> yep. um, but, you know, I mean, there's always the drunk asshole. Um, <laughs> and the fun thing at a strip club is that you kind of snap your fingers and he's getting dragged out of the club. Yes. Um, that's and, you know, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that people who do have bad experiences, it's usually because, um, they haven't communicated their boundaries or they have set them and don't sort of stand behind them. Oh my gosh. Hell yes to that. Um, yeah. have you had any pushback on the work that you're pushing out into the world um, in a negative way? Have people responded in in a negative way um, to some of the work you're doing for other people? Um, Not so much with with my photography. Um, Definitely when I was modeling a lot, um, actually my Instagram got completely deactivated last year. And that was actually, it was over a year ago. And that was actually the push where I was like, okay, I'm leaving the modeling world and I'm focusing 100% on photography. Mm -hmm. Um, So it actually ended up being like this really interesting push that I may not like leap that I may not have done on my own. Um, But with my photography, um, 
a this my style really attracts the people that I vibe with. Um, mm -hmm. I live in the South, and so especially with wedding photography, everything is Southern bride and groom, mm -hmm. very light and airy, um, perfection. You know, a lot of posing, mm -hmm. and everything I do is the opposite of that. I like dark, gritty emotion. I like um, I don't like posing people. Um, and so I definitely have thought, should I be doing something different to be, to appeal to a wider group of people right. and realized really quickly that if I were to do that, I would be working with people that I didn't want to be working with. Right. Right. Um, and I think that part of that is also putting out nudity and sexuality and mm -hmm. talking about, um, you know, I made a, a blog post about um, using, um, about how heteronormative the wedding industry is and how we really need to start reconsidering all of these, all of the verbiage we use pretty much yes. um, surrounding the wedding industry. And so I think that putting stuff out there, I'm sure there are people that don't like to see it. Mm. Um, but I'm, I think that that is sort of like the initial filter for people <laughs> that I interact with. Yes. Like, okay, well, if you don't like this, like here it is, it's out here. Right. Um, and if you don't like it, then let's not talk, right. <laughs> let's not hang out. Let's not work together. Yes. Um, and I, I think that's one of the things that again, in my personal life, I'm very open and love talking about um, my, my past as a sex worker. And I don't want, I've realized that I don't want to be with anyone or be friends with anyone that um, not only accepts that, but supports it. Right. Because I think there's a really big difference between acceptance and support. Right. Right, right, right. And for you, what has that difference been? Um, acceptance seems to be, well, this is okay. And I, it's okay enough for me to look the other way mm -hmm. um, or to push it to the back of my mind or something like that. And I think that that goes for um, nudity in art too. I think that some people are able to be like, Oh, okay, I see that. And like, I can, okay, it's fine to be labeled art. Right. But supporting it is looking at it and diving into it and really sitting with the maybe uncomfortability that you feel about nudity or sex work or whatever it might be. Um, and then after you're sitting there with it, sort of, then you can decide, okay, is this something that I feel like I can support this person in? Right. Um, or is this something that I really don't feel comfortable with and I don't want to be a part of? And if that's fine too, you don't have to be. Right. Um, right. Right. Space, space, allowing for the space in which to honor it or, or walk away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think and I, I think a lot of people, um, 
I think there's a lot of fear, especially with women that uh, when they do boudoir photography, there's a lot of fear with their partners and how their partners will feel about it. Yes. Um, That's huge. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've been there to the extreme. Um, Most people are not, most partners are not okay with their, their, their person taking off their clothes. Right. Um, Right. And so I think it's really important to be showing that and sort of normalizing it, really um, educating people on why it might be different from what their impression is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just showing it as much as I can, showing as many bodies, different bodies and different types of people as I can so that everyone starts to see it and go, okay, I can see this, like, first thing off the bat, I see this as a person and as art, and my first thought wasn't, oh, that person must be a slut for being naked on the internet. 1,000%. I I can attest that I've had a personal experience with my ex-husband, and and I do feel like um, in a lot of uh, fields, in a lot of uh, industries, um, where this is just kind of the social norm is, is to look at that and be like, you put yourself out there like that. Are you kidding me? You want all these guys to look at you? Um, and mm-hmm. that's not it, you know? And I do feel like again, with this shift that's happening, um, it's like this cultural perception that needs to shift on the, the why behind these, the, these images. And, you know, yeah. we're in a cool space and you're part of it where, uh, you know, boudoir photography isn't necessarily, you know, pearls and heels and laying upside down on a bed, Mm -hmm. you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of, um, uh, uh, kind of a curtain of what it's supposed to be for so many people. And I even hear that in my non-creative friends of what they think that is, what they think boudoir photography, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So what do you say to the people who, struggle with their spouse or partner um, accepting their want to be vulnerable, their want to take images like this and express themselves in this way? Um, I think communication is honestly the answer to like every problem. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think, I think understanding um, why your partner has a fear surrounding that because generally that's what it, whether it's jealousy or, you know, that all comes from some sort of insecurity or fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think really it's sitting down and being vulnerable with them um, and saying, where, where is this coming from? And how can I support you so that you feel more comfortable with it? But also knowing that it's not your responsibility to always make them comfortable. Like they they don't always have to be comfortable with what you're doing. And if you're living your relationship in your life where you're constantly um, avoiding doing things that you want to do so that someone else will be comfortable, Mm -hmm. you're never going to be able to, be an individual 
Right. Um, and I think a lot of couples have fears about sort of how they grow it at different paces and in different directions. And I think that the people who stay together for long periods of, or long time or forever, um, that one of their greatest strengths is being able to say like, hey, I see you growing faster than me or we're going in this different direction and I'm happy for you and I support you. And I want you to do that. And I want the same from you when that happens for me. Oh, oh my gosh. We just went into massive amounts of therapy in like 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm so impressed. No, truly, that, and I love what you said about communication. Uh, it's very hard. And I'm sure there are a lot of women who are just like not going to have that uncomfortable conversation, mm-hmm. especially with their straight male husband who mm-hmm. will probably think of, that as my wife or partner is going to be on display for other men to see. And I think it kind of goes back to the straight male gaze, because they know that that's what, I mean, they know because it's them, that's what mm-hmm. quote unquote guys do. And there's an uncomfortability there with your person that belongs to you again, um, mm-hmm. being on display for other people to look at and gawk at or, yeah. or um, be turned on by. Um, and I know that that's probably a, pretty universal struggle for women who are, yeah. you know, maybe wanting to do this and scared to even, I'm not going to even ask him, now I'm going to talk about it, you know? Should have never been, but I think that men need to start taking responsibility and sort of unlearning or re- relearning the way that they look at women's sexuality because yeah if they're jealous because they think that all of these men are going to be looking at their wife or their partner in this 100% only sexualized way, then that's something they should be like, you know, focusing on with themselves. Why do they think that? Is that how they look at women? Right. Right. And if it is, then they can change that themselves in themselves. Yes. And they can educate their friends on that change that they're making. Oh my gosh. That's so powerful. Um, for those that are listening, that are photographers who want to do more of this and want to be a part of this positive shift as far as body and sexual identity and embracing all of it. Um, what would you recommend for them as far as just getting started uh, and, and offering these types of sessions up to their clients? Um, I think it's really important to realize that it is not about you. Mm. Um, and especially if you are, I mean, I really think that men should not be shooting straight men should not be shooting boudoir anymore. Um, that's just, just because I, I like to see it through a empowered female lens. But I think especially if you're a straight man, um, you really need to take a step back and think about 100% think about why are you doing this? Are you doing this because you think you're going to get Instagram likes? Are you doing this because you enjoy being in a room with women in this way? Or, you know, is is it appropriate? Um, And I think only if you're 100% totally you know you're doing this for the sake of this client's experience, mm. 
And the, and the experience is the most important part of a boudoir session, I believe. Um, and I think only if you're doing it for that client to have a positive, empowering experience, then should you move forward. Right. That being said, I think that, um, I, I just think it's so important for photographers who are doing this to showcase, if you're gonna showcase one model, then you should be showcasing all kinds of models um, or clients rather. Um, and really making a diverse portfolio of people's bodies yes. that are beautiful and that aren't necessarily seen as ideal by society's standards. Right, right. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And for you, have you experienced that um, where you get more love and attention on certain images versus others? And what have you done to combat that? Oh gosh, social media is so hard. It is so hard, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, sometimes um, sometimes I'll post an image that I'm in love with and you know, there's no interaction at all. Right. And there have been times where I've thought like, I've gone back and been like, well, is this not a good image? Right. Um, and I think one of, one of the things I don't remember who told me this, but they were like, make sure that every image you post you're in love with, because then it doesn't matter if you love it. You think it's a great photo. You want people to be able to see it. And then going back to, does your client love it? Cause that's why we're doing it again. We're doing this for our clients. We're not, I mean, Instagram is great. I honestly book most of my clients through Instagram. So having that visibility is really powerful for me, but the reason I'm doing it is for my experience that I have with my client during that session. Right. And were they happy? Did they walk away with something that they didn't have before? Right. Um, right. That's 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 why I'm doing it, and so I feel like if I'm posting an image from that that has that feeling behind it, mm -hmm. uh, that's all I can do. Oh, um, absolutely. We think of it in these terms, and it's kind of hard to uh, look this far in the future, especially when we're in this. Uh, in the space and society where there's the instant gratification of, you know, you post a picture mm -hmm. and then you watch the likes roll in and you watch the engagement and people are loving on you and you're feeling that, that high off of it. But at the end of the day, 20 years from now, you're not going to remember that specific picture, how many likes it got, how much engagement it got, um, what your engagement percentage rate was on that image. You're not going to remember that, but mm -hmm. the person will still have those images. Um, those mm -hmm. will still exist and probably be really, really important to them and very special in their lives 20 years from now, you know, and, and looking back at that, that's what we're doing this for. I agree with you. Um, because again, we have to acknowledge the instant gratification. It's okay. It's human nature to, to want your work to, be well received by the public and more specifically your creative peers, but it's, it is not lasting. The lasting mm -hmm. effect is, is what you've done in this shift um, to empower women and, and men and human beings in general. And then the gift you're giving to your clients at the end of the day, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And hoping that 
that that um, experience stays with them for, you know, 50 years down the road too. Um, I think especially with boudoir, there are so many, I, I, one of the questions I ask my clients at the end of our sessions is like, so when is the last time you spent 45 minutes just touching your body, mm-hmm. just being present and caressing your, you know, your hips or, and without any, you're not doing this for someone else. You're doing it for you. Um, this is not to impress a partner or something like that. Like you're just here with your body and that's it. Um, and I don't think very many people ever do that. Right. And I hope that's something that really sticks with people through time. I think that that is a really important topic to touch on is doing it for you and not to impress a partner. How many times do you get inquiries that say, I want to take these pictures for my partner's birthday, or I want to do this um, because he's deployed and I'm going to send him these. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, How often does that happen to you? Um, It happens. I I would say it's about 30% of the time. Um, It's actually, I think, lower than I would have expected. Um, And I think part of that does have to do with how I put my work out there, um, that it's really about an empowering and beautiful and fun experience for you. And so I do get a lot of bookings that are, you know, they're like these mostly women. some non-binary and some male mm-hmm. folks that um, really want to capture this time in their life, mm. um, this body that they're currently in. Yeah. Um, I, I recently had a client who was getting a breast reduction and she wanted to capture her body before. Yeah. Um, so that she could remember what that was like and what it felt like to live in that body and what it looked like to be in that body. Um, And I do find that the clients who are doing it for themselves, and that doesn't mean that these photos won't be shared with a partner um, or won't be gifted to a partner, but the people who are coming in wanting the experience for them and not just the end result of photos, mm-hmm. they're going to walk away with so much more. Yeah. Mm. Oh my yeah. gosh. If you could give one piece of advice to everybody listening in relation to their own body image and sexual identity, what would it be? If you are moving through any identity change, um, And especially if you're looking to embrace your sexuality and your body, I think that having people around you, even if it's just like an Instagram page or group that you follow, constantly seeing that and hearing that from other people that um, you are beautiful, that sexuality is okay, that um, whatever uh, gender identity, you are 
moving towards or moving through, or if you don't know that all of that is okay and seeing yeah. other people who are also going through this or who have been through that, I think that's the most empowering thing you can do for yourself uh, because there are a million people, <laughs> like an endless amount of people who are gonna tell you that what you're doing is wrong. Right. And that it's not okay. Right. And so having those people surrounding yourself with those people who tell you the opposite, that's so important. Community, baby. <laughs> it's yeah. everything. It's everything. Yep. <laughs> Finding your community, um, finding a safe space in which to, in which you're nurtured. Um, and I think that that's so important, nurturing, you know, each other. And it, gosh, I feel like we're just really therapisting the shit out of this interview. It's I know. So <laughs> <laughs> like I nurture you, you nurture me. Oh man, it's so good, but it's so true. And and isn't that like one of the most beautiful things of experiencing life with other people is is being able to nurture them and, mm -hmm. and watch them grow as humans uh, yeah. while, we're, while we're able to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. It's so beautiful. It is. Bliss, can you please tell everybody, because I know they're dying to see your work, where they can <laughs> find you and how they can follow along on your journey? Yeah. So um, I am Shoot With Bliss shootwithbliss.com, uh, put up blog posts every once in a while, trying to be better about that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> shoot with bliss on Instagram. Awesome. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story and for empowering all of us. Uh, it means a lot, really. Thank you so much for having me. I um, was so excited to do this. Yeah, this was awesome. And Follow along on her journey, you guys. She's a badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Join me. Right. Oh, my gosh. That was so good. That was so <laughs> You crushed Thank you so much for tuning in. It means so much to us that you're here, and we hope you walk away feeling inspired as hell. If you're not already a student in Unraveled Academy, go to www.theunraveledacademy.com. You can also access the link below. Come join us. We have a seat waiting with your name on it.